0: I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. The
1: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet?
2: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave Adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
0: Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eve. Welcome to This Day in History class, a show that reveals a little bit more about history Day by day. The day was January 30th, 1969. On that chilly winter day in London, the Beatles played a 42 minute set on the rooftop of the Apple Corps building at 3 Seville Row. It was the last performance the Beatles ever played in public. By then, the Beatles had already played their last official concert, back on August 26, 1966, at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. But this time, John, Paul, George, and Ringo surprised Londoners with an unannounced midday show after they'd gone more than two years without performing live. And they'd had big plans for this final show. In the beginning, they had their eyes set on places like the Palladium in London, the Giza Pyramids, and even a 2,000-year-old amphitheater in Tunisia. But when nobody could settle on a more extravagant location, they ended up taking the easier route and just playing the rooftop. Exactly whose idea it was to play a rooftop is debated. The performance was meant to be the climax of a TV special that would go along with the release of the album Get Back. As the name suggests, Get Back was supposed to be a return to the Beatles' roots. The band wasn't in a good place. It was on the verge of implosion. Ringo Starr had quit the band for two weeks in 1968. George Harrison wasn't a fan of Paul McCartney's bossiness, and earlier that month, he had even quit the band for five days, only to return with a list of demands. And John Lennon's relationship with Yoko Ono was becoming a problem for the other band members. So Paul's idea to, quote, record an album of new material and rehearse it then perform it before a live audience for the very first time on record and on film? It was definitely pie in the sky. And lo and behold, the band had a pretty awful time recording the Back to Basics sessions for the Get Back album. John Lennon even said, quote, it was the most miserable session on earth with the most miserable music going on and on and on and everyone was expected to have a big smile going. Anyway, the show went on. Along with the keyboardist Billy Preston, who they brought in to help alleviate tensions, the Beatles played a set of nine takes of five songs. Those songs were Get Back, Don't Let Me Down, I've Got a Feeling, One After 909, and Dig a Pony. Audio engineer Alan Parsons recorded the show on two eight-track recorders in the basement of the Apple building, while director Michael Lindsay Hogg filmed the performance and Onlooker's Reactions. People didn't really know what was going on. It was an unannounced show after all, and many were on their lunch break. So while some folks were enjoying the surprise show, others were annoyed by the lunchtime nuisance. Traffic was backing up and the music was loud. So as the Beatles continued playing and the crowd of spectators grew, the police caught notice. When the cops showed up at the Apple building, employees were bold enough to refuse to let them in. But after the police threatened to arrest them for controlled substances, they caved the police made their way up to the rooftop to stop the show. McCartney had a little fun, at living lyrics to Get Back. He sang, You've been playing on the roofs again, and you know your mama doesn't like it. She's going to have you arrested. But the fun didn't last long, since the cops pulled the plug on their equipment minutes after they got to the rooftop. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we passed the audition. That was how Lennon closed out the show. And the show was good. The band continued recording sessions for Abbey Road and the Get Back Project, which was retitled Let It Be. The Abbey Road album came out in 1969, and 21 minutes of footage from their rooftop performance was released as part of the documentary Let It Be in 1970. But the band didn't manage to return to its roots. The Beatles were at the end of their road. John told the group he was leaving in September 1969. Paul wasn't a fan of producer Phil Spector's overdubbing and editing of the Let It Be recordings, and he publicly announced he was leaving the band in April 1970, just before the release of the Let It Be album and film. The Fab Four just couldn't get it back together. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast where we dust off a little piece of history and place it ever so gently on your brain shelf every day. The day was January 30th, 1703. A group of 46 ronin, or samurai without a master, avenged the death of their deceased master by killing Kira Yoshinaka, Though the event occurred on January 30th, based on the Western calendar, Japan used a lunar calendar at the time. According to contemporary dating, the event took place in Genroku 15, on the 14th day of the 12th month. This difference in calendars has caused some confusion over the date of the event. That said, the Japanese temple where the ronin were buried holds a festival commemorating the event every year on December 14th. During the Tokugawa period, which lasted from 1603 to 1867, Japan was under the rule of the shogunate, or military government. The shogun, or chief military commander, ruled in the name of the emperor. Daimyo, or feudal lords, were vassals of the shogun, though they were limited from gaining too much independent power. Samurai no longer had to engage in battle since Japan was at peace. But each daimyo did hire an army of samurai to protect their families and property. And samurai still had codes of honor and conduct known as bushido that they abided by. Ronin often became masterless because they didn't fulfill their duties, because they were defeated in battle, or because their master fell from power or died. If a samurai's master died or was deposed, the samurai could choose to serve the new daimyo— But if his master was defeated or killed in battle, or if he did not want to transfer his allegiance, the samurai may choose to die by suicide. Those who chose to live as ronin often did so in disgrace. The story of the 47 ronin, one of the most well-known in Japanese history, began when Emperor Higashiyama sent imperial envoys from Kyoto to the shogun's court at Edo, or present-day Tokyo. A high official named Kira Yoshinaka was in charge as master of ceremonies for the visit. Asano Naganori, a daimyo from Ako, was one of the daimyo assigned to receive the envoys. Kira set about training him and another daimyo in court etiquette, but Kira allegedly treated Asano poorly, possibly because of Asano's inexperience or because the presents Asano offered weren't good enough. Either way, Asano attacked Kira. Kira wasn't hurt badly, but Asano's action was considered a huge offense. Asano was ordered to die by seppuku, or a form of ritual suicide by disembowelment. After Asano's death, 47 of his samurai, led by Oishi Yoshio, chose to become a ronin and seek revenge by killing Kira. They started gathering information on Kira's house, and they split up, taking jobs as laborers and merchants to throw Kira and other shogunate officials off their trail. Oishi began to drink alcohol heavily and frequent geisha houses to alleviate suspicions. Kita and his agents began to think that the ronin were harmless. But on the night of January 30th, 1703, the 47 ronin met near Edo. One of the ronin, Terasaka Kichiemon, was sent to Ako to announce that the raid on Kita's mansion was happening. Other accounts of the incident say that he left after the battle. But on this snowy night, the ronin told Kira's neighbors of their plans to attack his mansion, and they went forward with their plan. After killing and wounding many of Kira's samurai, they found Kira hiding and beheaded him. All the Ronin survived the attack, which lasted into the pre-dawn hours of the next morning. They then took Kira's head to Asano's grave at the Sengakuji Temple, and the story of their revenge spread. The ronin were praised by many for their loyalty and for killing Kida. They had avenged the death of their master, but their actions were still illegal. Instead of ordering them executed, the shogun allowed them to commit seppuku, a more honorable way to die. 46 ronin did so and were buried at the Sengakuji Temple in Edo. Many sources say that the 47th ronin was pardoned, lived to an old age, and was buried near his fellow ronin. The graves at the temple are now a site of commemoration. The tale of the 47 Ronin, also known as the Ako incident, has inspired many plays, poems, essays, TV shows, and films. Fictionalized accounts of the incident are known as Tushinguda. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Have a hard time staying present as you mindlessly scroll through social media? Lucky for you, we're stuck in the past at T-D-I-H-C podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or if you are so inclined, you can send us a message at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening. Merry history to all and to all a good night.
1: work.
2: Zumo Play.